So we're back with So You Think You Know Sports. We give you weekly updates on things you want to know, like off-the-court stories, game highlights, and all-around current sports knowledge, mostly highlighting NBA, NFL, and sometimes college. In today's episode, we're going to cover the J.J. Watt signing, uh, the tragedy or tragic uh, happening of Tiger Woods, uh, Russell Wilson versus the Seahawks, in the NBA All-Star Game. But before we get into it, let's introduce ourselves. My name is Muhammad. I'll let my partner introduce himself. It's Alex once again, and we're going to come with the news once again. <laughs> no, All-Star Game coming up. Oh, yeah. Run them listens up. But first thing we're going to talk about is J.J. Watt. So the multiple Pro Bowl star was released by the Texans and was looking for a new home. And he chose the Arizona Cardinals. And they gave him a two-year, $31 million contract with $23 million guaranteed at signing. But with J.J. Watt now choosing the Arizona Cardinals, was this more about the championship potential for the Cardinals or about getting his money? It was about getting his money. Uh, Y'all can... Somebody might say it's about championship but I, I think that's a good even mixture uh jj watt's not who we uh, know him to be of his dominant self and i kind of feel like he's been falling apart for a little while here he's still young but i think it's a money decision they they were able to give him the money and some idea or hope for maybe making the playoffs and making a push to something like that yeah, this is all about money. Um, not saying that the Cardinals aren't a maybe possibly potential uh, championship contender. I mean, they, they can get on a roll and, you know, maybe make that run. But this is not about championship uh, uh, aspirations. This is all about getting his one big check one, one last time. Because um, I think that he's good enough to add to an already championship contender like one that you look at for a Super Bowl favorite, not one that might be in the playoffs or out of the playoffs. I would agree. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. I, I don't think it's a hard division alone. It it doesn't help out in Russell Wilson's situation because uh, he would have to be chased by another defender in that div- div- division. But I guess it's a good medium. I, I, it's not the most attractive spot, but maybe you can get some airtime for promotions and still be looked at as that type of star while being there. He may be able to shine that light, that star light with, um, Oh, who's that head, uh, the coach, sorry, not the coach, but the quarterback now, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, share that light with him just because he has seniority over him right now. And that former fame that's dimming just a little bit. And he's on the other way. Uh, Colin Murray's on the upswing on that star fame. Yeah, but I'm not sure what J.J. Watt really adds on the opposite side of the ball. Um, because, I mean, the Cardinals defense wasn't that great. Um, they had their good moments, but I don't think he adds a whole bunch to their their defense. I mean, he's a veteran presence. He can definitely kind of get the guys in the right places, but I think his athleticism has waned, and he's just not the guy that he used to be. And he he's just not an MVP caliber defensive player. They just wasted a whole bunch of money 
I, I would agree. Like, I don't know what I. I can't say it's a bad. It's a waste. Movie. It it wasn't a horrible move. It's 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 not going to get anybody fired. I don't think. Well, at least they didn't sign him to like a very long term deal. You know, he got most of his money up front. So, I mean, it, it's it's all good for him. You know, he gets paid. But can the Cardinals maybe win a championship? I mean, maybe. If, if they get lucky, mm-hmm. but I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think anybody who's really thinking about it is like, ah, not really. <laughs> it won't be because of him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely right. <laughs> definitely <laughs> right about that one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but let's move along to Russell Wilson and the Seahawks and how the two sides from the outside looking in look like they have not been getting getting along well. So. Um, multiple teams have still been trying to get in contact with the Seahawks and see what uh, they could offer them to get Russell Wilson. But the Seahawks have not made much of anything public, but from what it seems like, it's going to require multiple first rounds and maybe a few players. But with the current divide between the Seahawks and Russell Wilson, should the Seahawks want to keep Russell Wilson or trade him off? Um, I think they should trade him away. I, I do. I'm a, I'm a Seahawks fan, but I do think they should trade him away. It's just, it's better for their future for both both sides. I don't think it's going to be a friendly season for Russell Wilson coming up. Like, I think it will continue to be a lot of hits and a, a lot of problems in that area. They're not going to fix the offensive line out of nowhere. It's just not happening very soon. I don't think that's where they're going to put their resources towards so i think they want to go in another direction and uh i don't think i think russell wilson's ready to be treated like a peer instead of the underling uh managing uh quarterback it's kind of like the tom brady story but he kind of wants to do this before it gets to that point well i i feel like yeah it's it's uh it's kind of similar to tom brady except Russell Wilson has weapons. Um, now, he doesn't have the defense that he used to have, but I think they should just work this out. I mean, what other place is he going to have, I guess, this continuity, um, these type of weapons where he can take advantage of it? Um, I think the main thing he needs to do, or the Seahawks need to do, is you know get a better offensive line around him, um, probably a, a really good running back in the draft, you know, that I think that could fix a lot of problems. And that's what he was complaining about. He said, I'm tired of getting hit. So these two need to just sit down, um, come together, get on good terms, you know, put that that um, that PR statement out there to say that everything's good on the inside. Everything isn't good. <laughs> everybody knows this. That's why everybody's calling. <laughs> and I guess. I think they don't want to make a, a decision. They're really in. The, I think they're in a pause moment where they don't want to make a decision because they don't want to regret giving him up. And at the same time, I think they know that they're supposed to move on from him. And it's just leave them in this state of paralysis, paralysis where they're not doing anything or they're not really forcing it to a situation where they have to do anything right now. Well, I think in this situation, you got to get a quarterback. Um, because you do have some young pieces on 
the Seahawks with Metcalf and um, what's his name? The other shorter receiver, Tyler Lockett. You know, he's marginally young, um, but you, you can't. You can't just trade him away like that without getting a quarterback. You you need something that's kind of measurable, that's kind of kind of the same on the same level as him, or maybe a little bit below. You know, because um, you're really gonna be missing out on a lot if you get rid of Russell Wilson. True, and just to kind of, I'm kind of off subject, but I'm gonna come back onto subject here. Why is it that the Cowboys said it's laughable that they would trade? Dak for Russell Wilson. That's over the, I think it was over this past weekend. They were saying it was laughable because at a, a short amount of time, uh, Russell Wilson was saying he's open to about two to three teams. I know that Dallas was one of them. I can't really remember the other ones uh, offhand just yet. Uh, but it, it came more apparent that the Cowboys wanted to put out a statement to say it's laughable due to Russell's age versus Dak age when they're not really even supporting Dak in this situation. Well, um, I wouldn't say it's laughable. I mean, you already got a guy who's under contract for multiple years with Russell Wilson, and he has not I – don't, I don't think he's missed any games. He's been an Iron Man. You know, even though he's been hit multiple times, he's – I don't think he's ever missed a game. And you got him under contract. So I think that's just putting out something to um, make everybody else look the other way. And they could be talking I- behind closed doors. Actually, I would really like that. I would like that marriage. It, it, I think it's a mutually great situation. It Russell Wilson has a like likability about him, and if you put that as a, attached to being the starting quarterback for the Cowboys, who's it's actually kind of really a thing to hate them uh, because they're so flashy. It kind of takes that off. It kind of makes them actually be rootable or somebody to root for them uh, in this case. And I think that would just be great for both situations. You have a solidly proven quarterback that you're actually going to fully put the money out for. With I don't see why they're having problems with giving out the money when they've given out so much money to other people. Well, I mean, that's the problem. You gave out too much. you just like, you know, I'm not going to make any more mistakes now. I mean, all of these contracts that I put out here and um, – it has led to nothing. We haven't been to a Super Bowl in almost 30 years. So, you know what? I'm just going to wait on this one. Dak isn't that tran- transcendent talent to where I need to pay him a whole bunch of money. So, Amari Cooper is? Well, that was a mistake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's just what I'm saying. He just ended up on the on the wrong time. Like he should have got paid earlier, or maybe should have accepted a contract but earlier. Or Mari just got there. Mari ain't been there that long. They've been having this dispute before Amari got there. Yeah, but the price just kept going up. I think. True, but I think they gave Amari more, more than what he's asking for, more than what Dak's asking for. He get, they gave somebody well, else a hundred million in some time. I'm not sure how many years is on that contract, but somebody got a hundred million. I can't remember who it is right now, and I know they also paid Zeke. Oh yeah, they paid Zeke. Um, he's still a good running back, but he's not like he's not what he he came into the league as. Um, Amari Cooper. It was somebody else who got a hundred million though. I know it was that a, somebody. 
I think it was a defensive player, and, and no, that's that didn't turn it. out. Exactly. No. <laughs> that was wasting the money. That 100000 shit went over the whole uh, defense. Yeah, their defense is garbage. But I'm just saying, um, they've made so many mistakes with paying players. He's like, you know what? I'm not doing this again. He said, is... you know, I don't catch cramps writing checks. Oh, but he caught a cramp when it came to Dak. It's like he get, it, ah, ah, dang it, my arthritis. I can't, I can't sign it today. But Amari, Amari, uh, you caught me on the right day. I can write this check. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he just caught him at the wrong time, you know. Um, at all but, times, but they, they're gonna throw another franchise tag on him. But it, it's so much. No, no, that, you can, they can't even. They can't. I don't so think what, so. I, I thought I thought they had this this last year to be able to do it, even though it's like really really leaned against them being able to, do, to for him. It's just really really disrespectful at this point because they've gone the max amount of times. Okay, they do have one more year. They they can franchise them one more year, but I don't see how this marriage works if they do that. No, I agree. I completely agree because it's it's extremely disrespectful. Nobody gets to this point not as the starting quarterback who you are backing all this history behind on top of putting a whole like period of a season where you saw that you needed him and they still ain't acting right. So I don't know what to tell you. They, they, they literally acted right for everybody else but Dak. Hey, you just came on your uh, contract what, at the wrong time. Just get Russell Wilson. Just get Russell Wilson. Just just. Do it, because he does, I think, maybe they think of him too much as a kid, and I don't know why they don't want to give him the money, though, because it just comes with the game, with the situation, but I just don't get it. I'm not really getting it. I, oh, I, I get it. It's the liquor on the yacht. Well, I, if, I think they just pay, I think they just paid too many guys, and they don't want to make an, another mistake and go into luxury tax and still have, you know, a mediocre season. I, I hear you, but at the same time, like these disputes have been ha- within the time they've had this problem directly with Dak, they've been signing people like within that time. It's not after that time. It was just like within the same time, like people will come to the team and they will sign them with the, the same amount or more. Well, I mean, if you're on, on, on Dallas, yeah, you pull the trigger on getting um, what's his name? Like Russell Wilson. I mean, I, I heard uh, a take with the reserves on Undisputed saying that, you know, they should trade Dak and Zeke for Russell Wilson and maybe a couple of picks or whatever. And I think that'll be pretty much a fair trade, you know. Dak and all Zeke? Those, God dang, yeah, all lot. those guys have something to prove. You said that's a lot? That's a lot. That's a heavy <laughs> tech. You giving up both of them? Both of them for Russell? Yeah, that's what he said. Dang, that's I mean, a lot. That, that's I, a I, lot. I don't think that's a bad trade, though. I thought it was going to be an even trade. I thought it was going to be like a, a Dak for him situation. But you still got to pay Dak, though. You, yeah, Seahawks got to pay Dak. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's fine. So, they, they're going to. So have who, to pay. who's losing out though? What? How does that rule actually work though? Because it, it can be a sign and trade. Sign and trade, or do you franchise tag him and trade? Can you do that? I'm not sure about that. I don't Maybe. know whether you can do that. And and does the franchise tag start over once you go to another team? 
it's sad that we even have to think into this franchise tagging because it, it's it's supposed to be a temporary fix. But I, I'm not sure whether it starts back over with another team. Uh, I, I don't think so. I, I think it, it only it mainly applies to your but, rookie contract, maybe. But it's a franchise. It's not your franchise if you went to another franchise. I'm not sure. I'm just saying <laughs> it should be yeah. a sign and trade. You pull the trigger yeah, on this. I agree. I agree. I agree. Because what I'm upset about is the comments coming out of Dallas saying that it's laughable. It's laughable that they're saying that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, they they just they just want to you know divert attention away from them. But you know, they, they're trying to work this out behind the scenes. Um, but let's move it along to some sad news with Tiger Woods. And how he was in a very tragic car wreck. Um, so Tiger Woods was recovering from a major surgery on his right leg Tuesday evening at the Harbor UCLA Medical Center after being involved in, in an earlier in the day in a high-speed single-car accident in Los Angeles. So he suffered a comminuted open fracture to both the upper and lower portions of his tibia and fibula in his right leg as well as damage to his ankle bones and trauma to the muscle and soft tissue of his leg. And it seems like he's been recovering. Um, So they've put screws and pins were used to stabilize the bones in the foot and ankle, Uh, surgical release of the covering of all of of the muscle of the, yeah, the muscle was also performed to relieve pressure due to swelling. Um, So with this car wreck for Tiger Woods, Will he ever compete again? Um, I think there's only two ways this story can really go. Really bad and really, I think, really good. There's a really good possibility that due to him actually resting, because he had just had back surgery, I, any surgery previous, more than likely he's still did some sort of rush back towards uh, golf. And in this situation, having both your legs broken, it's going to clearly keep you out of a situation like that and maybe fix certain things that needed to heal fully. And then could be an extremely positive story where he does wins multiple other uh, other masters. And then there's the other side. The other side is he's not even close to the old Tiger and his record is his record and it's never going to compete again, which I'm more inclined for the, the first set but it could definitely happen the other way well um i'm gonna say he competes again but i i don't think he's gonna win anything major um because he went for a very long time without winning anything majorly in 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 pga because you know he had that scandal you know with multiple women so and and that was more i think mental than anything this is physical and your whole leg to be almost shattered and then recovering from back surgery on top of that, that's just way too much on top of the previous surgeries that he's had. And he's getting old. I mean, you see when he takes those those hats off, you know, it's not like it used to be. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's not a shot. It's not a shot. I'm that just is saying. truth. I agree. You're right. <laughs> it is truth. You, you know, it's, it's, it's not, he's not what he used to be. So, um, he's definitely going to be able to play golf again. 
but he's probably not going to win anything major. I'm I'm really going to hope on the side of he's actually going like, to have the time that he's never really had in a long while to really heal to the point where, like, if your legs are broken, you don't have no choice but to sit your butt still. That's it. There is no other way. Like, if he did the back surgery, you're supposed to actually be feel better almost immediately after back surgery from what is out there. Uh, but even then, I think he would not get the time to rest into it. Jack Nicholson won a, a bunch of Masters as a, a whole lot older than Tiger. So I don't hold out hope. I, I mean, I don't hold out that he will not be in that position again. I think that maybe this can be a good thing. I, I just, I don't think it is a situation where he doesn't, he's not able to compete. And if he's able to be in it, he's going to win it again. Yeah, I mean, I hate to, oh, I'm not rooting against him, but I, I hate to say it, but, you know, it's, this is major. This is this is really bad. Single car crash, you know, I, I think they said it tumbled multiple times. Of course, multiple fractures in his leg, um, recovering from back surgeries. This is going to be hard to recover from. Um, but how long before Tiger Woods is able to compete again? We'll see him in, like, 2025. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I, I'm so serious. <laughs> I'm really so serious. 2025. For, for real. Like, it is... No way he's going to be ready in a year. And then I think you throw in another six months on top of that. Throw in the COVID situation. Throw that, it, I think overall it is going to push it to 2025 before there is uh, enough, being, enough of him being comfortable to showcase it again is he's not going to be in golf for a long while like it, it he may be an announcer <laughs> if he even opens up to america like that because tiger even he isn't even that type of person to be an announcer yeah but he's going to be about 50 by the time 2025 comes around so he <laughs> i don't know how this happens um i'm gonna i'm gonna give him two years Two years, and then he's going to be able to, you know, start getting back into shape and getting into that golf mentality. Uh, yeah, I, I, could, I could see it, but that, I think that's if he decided to push it. And I don't think he's in, in a position in his life where he is looking to push many situations, especially not a lot of people are pushing active situations like that due to COVID alone. but he already has a large amount of time to heal. Like he's only got to look at each day after the next day. He's not even really looking that far out. I hope not. <laughs> well, yeah, I think he should take it day to day. You know, um, it's going to be a long process, you know, just from having your bones heal. I mean, and this, the second thing is the muscle atrophy. Um, that's going to occur very quickly if it hasn't already just not being on your feet. Um, so he, it's going to take a long time for him to get back anywhere to where he is right now or compared to where he yeah. used to be. And of course you would know, like, let them know, you know, you're a physical difference, you know, <laughs> it, it's going to oh, take oh. a whole lot. It is, it's going to take a long time. I mean, even just going through an injury myself, I mean, we, we both had the same thing, torn ACLs, mm -hmm. um, 
had surgery. You know, I mean, you, you're in that cast for maybe three days, three, four days, and your leg starts to atrophy with you not even like walking or anything. Um, so that, that happens really quickly. So he's going to have to build up his strength. It's, it's going to take months for him to even think about walking. Exactly, which I think may help him in the long run, may sit him down. And once he is ready, he's going to be fully ready because I don't think I don't think if he. If he doesn't feel that he can actually compete, he won't actually go out there. I, that's, I think that's the way he is. And if he is actually out there, he will ha- actually have a chance. He might not win, but he may actually have a chance because he will only put himself out there if he has that chance. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, it's, but it's going to take some time. Uh, but let's go ahead and move along to the NBA All-Star Game, which is going to be on March 7th this weekend on Sunday, starting at 5 o'clock, or NBA All-Star Weekend starting at 5. Um, so the Western Conference starters consists of Stephen Curry from the Golden State Warriors, Luka Doncic from the Dallas Mavericks, LeBron James from the Lakers, uh, Kawhi Leonard from the Clippers, and Nikola Jokic from the Denver Nuggets. And the Eastern Conference starters are Kyrie Irving from the Brooklyn Nets, Bradley Bill from the Washington Wizards, Jason Tatum for, from the Boston Celtics, Giannis, you know his last name, from the Milwaukee Bucks, and <laughs> Kevin Durant from the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, and also Joel Embiid from the uh, 76ers. So with these starters for the NBA All-Star game, do you think anybody else deserves a starting spot? Um, yeah, there's a few. There's a few other people, <laughs> but it's but so many spots. So I can't really say somebody else deserves it when it's only five spots on each side and you got to be of one division to even be in that spot. So, I, uh, yes, uh, Damian Lillard, uh, I'm going to go ahead and point out. Um, who? But see, that's the thing. You're, it's that over situation. It's but so many spots. I, I can't really say over anybody. Now, if it's the East, there's some people I can say over. Now, the West is just so, it's so stand packed. Like, I'm, really, I am settled with the, the East on there. Like, I can't really be mad at any part, sorry, of the West, the West side of that. Um, Game, which is going to be LeBron, Stephen Curry, uh, Jokic. Um, who else is the other two? Steph, LeBron, the, the, Jokic, Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi, and Luka Doncic. Luke, okay. Now, I think they're going to win, and I think it's going to be quite convincingly. I, I just think it's going to be a really good game with them as starters. Now, the East. It seems a little wet, uh, weak. I don't know why, but I always want to kick Tatum out of it when it comes to the rest of these stars. I don't know. It's this whole Boston thing, but I always want to kick him out if it's going to be somebody over somebody uh, in this. Now, you got from Philly, Embiid's uh, been balling. He's an MVP race. Uh, Harden should be in that uh, starting spot also. I don't know why Kyrie is in the starting spot over uh, where Harden should be. Then, uh, who's who's the other people on the East? So, Bradley Bill? KD, but KD's not going to be playing. He had more damage or something like that. 
but you got Bradley Bill, Jason Bradley, Tatum. Yeah. Jason Tatum. See, Tatum, I want to kick out. Bill, it's just because He's they don't score. win enough wins. He's balls. He's- he balls. I agree. He balls. But he like 1A. He ain't, he ain't one. So I'm sorry. But just because there's but so many spots. But I'll go ahead and let you talk. Okay. Um, I'm definitely going to take out Kyrie Irving and put in James Harden as a starter for the guard. Um, but other than that, it's it's kind of hard to see who you would take out because you look at the reserves. You got Jalen Brown, um, Zach Levine, Ben Simmons, uh, Nikola Vucevic, Julius Randle, DeMontis Sabonis. There's not much that you want to trade for in the Why East. Why does it sound like the East is so weak? Why does it <laughs> seem, like I'm sorry, but I, everybody was there. I was like, dang, why does it seem so weak? Like, I you don't got know. three centers. I mean, why? <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed weak. I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't. Uh, I guess that's what's going to help out for James Harden. Uh, going to the east and also uh, KD going to the east. They had to get away from the west. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it definitely helps him in the east. It's probably, uh, well, a, a little bit of an easier path. I wouldn't say the east is as weak as it used to be, but... Um, you know what I it, hope? It's more competition. I hope the Nets lose to the uh, to the, the uh, Raptors in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> that's not then, LeBron dominated each year. I hope that's why. I'm, okay, I'm calling it right now. Yeah, the, the Nets lose to the Raptors in the uh, Eastern. I wouldn't say the Eastern Conference Finals. I guess it has to be the Eastern Conference Finals, but I do think it, they make it that far. But I think they the lose Raptors? to the Raptors in the playoffs. So you're saying the Raptors make it to the Eastern Conference Finals? Uh, they've gone a lot. They've gone a whole, whole, whole hell of a lot in the last uh, 10 years. They're actually the more, the best shot to make it out of the past 10 years. Uh, LeBron is the only reason why they just couldn't get there. Uh, but I know I'm, I'm really like playing it up right now. I'm not sure that they lose or they even get to the Eastern Conference Finals, but I'm going to go ahead and call it that the Raptors are the one who take down the Nets. <laughs> <laughs> that's more joke than real okay. analyzm, but that's more joke than real analyzm. But it'd be, uh, it would be like the best to me if that actually happens. It would it, be satisfying to you. Um, but no, no, I, I don't think the Raptors even make it that far um, if they can get out the first round. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, the, the Raptors aren't, they're not doing that. Uh, but the, I think the West in the all-star game is just going to run over the East. There's not much on the bench that can really make a difference. Uh, I, I guess, you know, James Harden and Ben Simmons and the other guys, they can score here and there, but you know, they're, they're nothing and, on the level of compared to uh, the West. And why did they take away the, um, the old rules that they did last year? Cause it made it extremely exciting. It actually was like the best game I think all last year was the All-Star game, which is definitely never the, really the situation. So, uh, of course, pre-bubble. Uh, uh, but I was, are they not doing the same rules? Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. Um, it, they're just going back to the, to the norm. 
I thought it was extremely exciting the way they had it last year. It was a lot of rules that were different, but it it, it made it fun. I, I hope it doesn't go back to a bore. <laughs> well, it could be if the West is just so stacked. Um, unless, you know, they, they just take it easy. I, I know LeBron, he said he doesn't care for playing this game at this time because there was such a short amount of time between finals and then the start of the season so maybe don't he takes as some time to, to you know rest it. a little bit huh don't believe it don't believe it don't believe it watch so watch I mean, lebron lebron is the type to say something like that and then come out and try to win the uh nba all-star mvp and i think he'll be kind of amped to do it because he gets the face against Kyrie and KD at the same time and possibly more than likely all three of them are going to be on the court at the same time Harden, Kyrie and KD because they're on the same team now and they feel that they work together. I don't think KD is actually playing but I'm not sure on this but I don't think he's actually playing in the uh, in the All-Star game but if he is I think even if it's just Kyrie I think he's going to be and to actually show him what he can do, dunk on him or do whatever he can do. Well, from what I know, Kevin Durant is not going to play. Um, same with Anthony Davis. So, you know, it's it's going to be a little different, but I, I just think the West is just going to run over the East. I mean, they, they'll make it fun in the beginning and then just run them over. I agree, but you got Giannis. Giannis always wants to prove. He wants to... He has a better route to being a LeBron, but he, he he constantly wants to prove himself. So I don't think he's going to be lack of intensity. Yeah, I mean, he, he needs to prove everything at this point. Um, people are kind of tired of the, you know, putting up all these stats in the regular season and being MVP back-to-back. Okay, what can you do in the, in the uh, postseason? When are you going to get to a finals? That's what people are waiting for. That's funny. Like, the most disrespected MVPs and the most disrespected rings at this point is KD's rings and also uh, Giannis's champ- his MVPs. Now, I think if he follows this year up with a championship, that gets thrown out and it gets forgotten, completely forgotten. KD's is set. His is set in history because uh, of the decisions he made. But Giannis, he, <laughs> he has a long hope on actually – changing that narrative which he but he has a very long hope of doing it nobody actually thinks he's gonna win it this year yeah yeah he can easily change the narrative um i mean nobody really dislikes him they just want him to prove it in the postseason definitely agree i agree he is extremely likable but at this point they're like ah we like you and all but we can't keep giving this to you just because yeah um but for the first time in league history, the All-Star Game and each of the other marquee events will be held on the same day. So the skills challenge and the three-point contest will take place prior to the start of the All-Star Game, with the slam dunk contest taking place during halftime. So with the new setup of All-Star Weekend, do you think this is the future? Not at all. I think this is like a scheduling um Madness. Like, how in the world are they supposed to put a dunk contest in the middle of the halftime? Dunk contest normally lasts like an hour and some change, right? That's the main event. 
That's the that's the main main event when it comes to the All Star Weekend. It really isn't the All Star Game most times. So I don't know how they fit that into what maybe thirty minutes. I, I just don't get how they do that. This is a scheduling nightmare, and I have no idea how they're going to accomplish this. Well, I, I think that they've probably mapped it out, and I think that they're going to be very successful. Um, of so course, is it it's that def- nobody who's so is it that no one who's in the other competitions are playing in the actual All Star game? Um, maybe I don't. I don't even know. But and is it, is it, Zach Levine in this? I think that's who uh, got cheated a few different times. Uh, no, no, no. He won. It was no, Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon. There you go. Is he competing again? Now, other than that, I don't really want to see it. Well, I, I don't know, but still. You're not going to have as much time to soak in all those dunks. You're just going to be like, oh, and then they put the yeah. scorecards up and then move on to the next. Matter of fact, you won't even get an awe. Oh, is it going to be a crowd? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's still players there. Are they allowed? It's, it's complicated, I guess. And if it's halftime, I guess they're not going to have a real like halftime to try to win. Like, we're going to actually talk to each other. Because I'm pretty sure they want to watch the dunk contest. I mean, it it's an all-star game. They don't have to I agree. Win. <laughs> I agree, but that takes away just certain things. I just think it's a scheduling nightmare. People are going to probably end up missing. Uh, I just I don't. I think they're trying to force this money out of people, out of they need it. Uh, the NBA is like, we're going to milk it, milk it, milk it. And then these players, they can't turn down the extra money. And they don't because they should have said no. This is like a because if somebody got COVID, this blows everything up. Yeah, um, but I think they're going to do a mini bubble going into it. But I think you mentioned this earlier. So the format will, again, follow last year's game format for the All-Star game with the two teams competing to win each of the first three quarters, which will be 12 minutes each for the fourth quarter. The clock will be turned off and a target score will be set. And whichever team reaches that target score first wins the game also similar to last season the league will honor kobe bryant by factoring in 24 into the final target score and also uh the teams oh yeah they'll they'll pick teams in the all-star draft similar to the past two two yeah past two years um so with the format going back to uh what last year's was do you think this will be the way that the All-Star game will be going forward. So wait a minute. Is it that they choose from the starters, East or West, to get me on their team? Um, according to this, it looks like it, it said, yeah, they'll pick teams in the All-Star draft similar to the past two years. Okay, okay. So that's what it means. So the, the West and the East starters only exist just because they need to fill the spots, but then when they actually pick the teams, they can choose anybody from either uh, division, from either, yeah, division, right? Yeah, and this okay. was posted 20 hours ago, so. Okay, oh yeah, of course, uh, but uh, okay, so that actually makes it still fun. That still makes it fun, but I still think the rest of it is an extreme uh, scheduling nightmare, and there's, <laughs> it just can't be a situation where players are in both games, and I'm pretty sure, I guess that means there's no Rookie sophomore game. Uh, who cares about that? 
Of course. Okay. But there's the people, there are there are rookies and sophomores who care about it. That'll be fine. Uh, yeah, I guess so. They're gonna have to be. <laughs> Speaking of the honorary uh ribbon that shows up at their house. Yeah, yeah, that that'll be fine. You know, you got plenty of time. And then Yeah, you got selected but you didn't play, but yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> um but do you think this would be the format going forward? Oh, yeah, I didn't even answer the question. Um, <laughs> I do. Since it lasted for the second year, it it attracted a large amount of people. It made me quite interested in watching the game. I, I didn't even really remember the rules, and I, I know I that's the rules I wanted for an all-star game. So, yes, I do think it will last. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, I think it brought more intensity to the game, especially when it came to the end, and people were, were, they were on the edge of their seat. And I think more people tuned in. And at this moment, there's not many other things to pay attention to in sports. So I think this is going to definitely attract a whole bunch of people. True. And I think the switching up divisions and getting the switch between them actually goes into that whole recruiting situation, too. You know, I, I'm going to select you now so we can show how we uh, we work together type of situation. I think LeBron is going to end up picking Dame, at least. And... I'm not sure who he's going to pick from the East, but I'm pretty sure he is not going to pick Kyrie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he picks Harden either. Just be, I don't even think he picks Harden just because he liked for them to be on the same team. Well, maybe, but and um, you, I wonder you if he something? would, sorry. And I wonder what, if he would pick Giannis first. You mean LeBron? And who's the other captain? It's Kevin Durant. I thought so. So I wonder if Giannis, he, he would pick Giannis first. Uh, I guess it's, it depends on who has the most votes at the end. That would be the first person to pick. Sure. But, yeah, go ahead. But um, without even knowing the actual lineups for each team, who do you think is going to win? Team LeBron or Team Durant? Team LeBron. <laughs> uh, I just think he makes the great decisions. He knows players. He knows their uh, what they do, how they do it, uh, what they favor. I think he's just going to pick a good team. It's probably still going to be extremely competitive, competitive, and still come down to those last couple uh, points, which I don't think it's going to be any type of blowout situation. It's just I just believe in LeBron's decision-making decision making a little bit over uh, KD's. I'm, I'm going to agree a thousand percent. I think that LeBron James just has one of the best basketball minds, and he just knows how to get people in the right places and get the ball to them at the right time in the right places to be successful. Um, so I, I definitely think that LeBron James, he's going to lead his team, whoever it is, to a victory, unless he just has a horrible draft. But I don't think that happens. I think it would be. I don't think he does it, but Giannis is another person he doesn't pick because of the whole competition and uh, who's the crown. And I don't think. I think also the looming threat of Skip saying. Yeah, Skip from uh, Skip Bayless uh, saying that he didn't want to go against Giannis to actually 
be challenged. He more group up with him so that he can uh, do more, which makes it to where I don't think he selects certain players. Uh, I mean, possibly, but this is about winning. So you should choose the best team to win. I agree. And I hope he does pick Giannis. But I think he does. He cares too much about what people actually think, even though he acts like he doesn't. Yeah, but he doesn't get tired. Yeah, he said he don't get tired. So he hasn't got tired yet. He hasn't gotten gotten tired yet. So it, he hasn't been proven wrong just yet. Yeah, I'm gonna go with what the man said. I don't get tired. Um, <laughs> but that's it for. So you think you know sports? We'll move along to the trivia questions. Um, Alex comes up with three trivia questions. I try to give you a little bit of commentary on it. Um, they're all multiple choice, but you can go with that first one, Alex. All right, question one. Who has the most yards gained in NFL in one NFL season? A, Darren Sproles, B, Marvin Harrison, or C, Adrian Peterson? All right, that's pretty hard. Um, Darren Sproles, he was that all-purpose back one of the original, you know, can catch and run. I mean, not really one that can really run between the tackles a whole bunch. But, you know, he got a lot of yards. Um, Adrian Peterson, he got close to breaking the single-season rushing record. So he could possibly have the most. Marvin Harrison, he played with the uh, Colts with Peyton Manning. And that's receiving yards. So he could possibly be it. So this is hard. Go ahead and ask that question one more time. Okay, so who has the most yards gained in one NFL season? A, Darren Sproles, B, Marvin Harrison, or C, Adrian Peterson? Um, I don't think Darren Sproles was ever the feature back on whatever team he was on. And then um, Adrian Peterson, he's not much of a pass-catching back. So I'm not sure if he ever had the amount to get in one season. So I'm going to go with Marvin Harrison. Final answer. Wrong. It's Darren Uh, Sproles. Darren Sproles. (laughs) Yep. 2011, 2,696 yards in one season. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But is that the order, though? Are those the top three? No, it's not the top three, no. Uh, Okay. <laughs> no, I just made it more competitive because there are people who could be the ones. But no, that's not a top three. Okay. All right. But um, question two. Who has the most seasons with 1,000 yards rushing? A, Jim Brown, B, Emmitt Smith, or C, Chris Johnson? Ooh, CJ2K, um, Chris Johnson. A thousand yard seasons. Um, I, I think I'm going to have to go with Emmett Smith because I think he was or still is the all time rushing leader. So I'm going to go with Emmett Smith. Final answer. Correct. Correct. From uh, seasons 1990 till 2002, he ended his career in uh, with the Cardinals. Like, maybe he got traded back. No, he stayed with the Cardinals on that last one. But yeah. question. Question three, most, who has the most NFL interception yards 
in a season, sorry, in a career, sorry. So I'll say that one more time. Who has the most NFL interception yards in a career? A, Deion Sanders, B, Ed Reed, or C, Rod Woodson? Ooh, Rod Woodson. I have not seen a lot of his highlights, but you always hear about primetime and Ed Reed. You know how he he was always a threat to take it back to the house. Um, and that's that's what I have the best memory of. So th- this is really hard. Uh, go ahead and ask that question one more time. All right. So who has the most NFL interception yards in a career? A. Deion Sanders, B, Ed Reed, or C, Rod Woodson? Hmm. I mean, primetime. Man, that, that's, that seems like the answer. And also, it could be Rod Woodson. Um, but I, I know the least about him. And then Ed Reed, that, that's, that's just what I remember the most. Uh, but you know what? I, I'm going to go with... Ed Reed with the Baltimore Ravens. Final answer. Good choice. Good choice. Right answer. Right? Okay. Yes, it's right. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was on the line, Like, is it right? <laughs> yeah, it was on the line. But, yeah, I would have been confused if I had the question and I didn't know the answer. But he uh, did that through his career from 2002 to 2013. He, for a career, he had 1,000. 590 yards receiving after an interception. Yeah, I just remember him always just trying to take it back, whether it was in the end zone, one-yard line, wherever. He was always trying to take it back. Um, but that, those are some really good questions. Uh, but that's it for So You Think You Know Sports. See you next week. All right.